0: This is KOOP HD1 HD3 Hornsby. Welcome to the Austin Chronicle show. My name is Kim Jones. I am the editor of the Austin Chronicle, Austin's independent source of news and culture reporting since 1981. Well, depending on where you are in Austin right now, there is a good chance you can stick your head out the window and hear the dull roar of hundreds of thousands of music fans. They're here at the Austin City Limits Festival, and that sound truly carries. This is the first weekend of two that ACL is dominating Zilker Park, downtown traffic, and the hearts and minds of music lovers everywhere. So this week, we are going to talk to the Chronicle's own music experts about some of the most underrated, on the rise, and or just plain interesting artists on the bill who aren't Guns N' Roses. Uh, first up, we've got Chronicle staff writer, Kevin Curtin. Hi, Kevin. What's up?
1: Hi, <laughs> hey Kimberly. Thanks for having me on. Uh,
0: next up, we've got frequent contributor, Karan Spearman. How you all doing? And finally, we've got the crack reporter behind weekly music column, Faster Than Sound, Rachel Rascoe.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you guys for coming in. So we're going to launch right into this. We, each of you have picked three songs, so I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, your your choices, the artists. Um, there's no overlap here. All the bands, they run the gamut. Um, so Kevin, I want to kick off with you
1: because your first pick is a bluegrass band? A bluegrass band, and I thought that was cool because everybody's loving real country music once again with the Ken Burns documentary which is having a huge cultural impact and I was raised on bluegrass and this individual to me represents I I call him the LeBron James of bluegrass he is the most talented bluegrass musician of my lifetime and he is just he's just releasing his second record right now it's called home this is Billy strings he's a guitar player plays in the old-school flat picking style he is, within any genre, one of the best young guitar players in the nation. He also writes really great songs about sometimes troubled characters, and this is one of them from his new record. It's called Everything's the Same. It's Billy Strings.
0: All right, Karan, what's your first pick?
3: Kate um He is a 27-year-old producer, DJ, from Montreal. Um, actually, he's Haitian-Canadian. He was actually born in Haiti, um, but raised in, in Montreal. Uh, he's worked with the likes of the, the Internet, Goldlink, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Major J. Blige. Uh, I would say that he probably makes something kind of in the funk R&B, hip-hop thing. I know that that's a very broad si- situation, but I would say that it's very geared towards dance. Um, he's very much into the the dance culture. Um, So we're talking about heavy, heavy bass lines and even bass lines that are kind of uh, come out of the speaker in a sort of a weird sort of jumpy sort of way. The song that I have picked here uh, is Light Spots off of 99.9%. It has a sample, uh, a Gal Costa sample uh, to lead it off. Uh, It's very jumpy. It's very bouncy. I love the song. This is uh, Light Spots by Kei
0: Let's keep the energy up. Rachel, what have you selected?
2: I've brought a song by Rosalia. She's a 26 year old singer from Barcelona, and she's the 94th highest streamed artist on Spotify right now. So she's definitely like a streaming beast. But she has like really fun musical style and like fashion style. She has great videos and Instagram. And yeah, she's introduced some interesting discourse into like the Latin music conversation because she herself is from Spain, so she's not Latinx, so there was some um, pushback on her winning a Best Latin MTV Video Music Award recently. But the song I brought is Con Altura, which is a collaboration with Jay Balvin. <laughs>
0: Uh, Moving on, Kevin, let's talk about your second choice, which is totally a big shift.
1: Well, this is probably the artist who I'm most excited to see at the whole festival. It's Duckworth. Uh, He, to me, is a really well rounded artist because great songwriter, really interesting. Vocal delivery, which is, you know, he sings, he kind of he, uh, has elements of hip hop, too. He is a great dancer, and his videos are really interesting, too. And I can't wait to see what he does on a big stage. Sometimes we get to see these artists. You know, a lot of us in the in the scene get to see them in clubs or something. But uh, this—and you don't know how they're going to fare on this giant platform outside— I have a feeling Duckworth is gonna throw it down and it's gonna be a lot of people's highlights. This song is from his last record and uh, it's kind of one of my life theme songs right now, so (laughs) I wanted to bring it up. This is Duckworth with Soprano. Is that indicative what we heard of Duckworth's sound or? Well, it is in the sense that you heard a church-style opening and then it break into, like, a trap song. And so what that tells me is that he's an artist who's using diverse elements within one song, you know? So, you know, I really think it's, you know, if I had to describe it, it's it's charismatic, rhythm-based R&B with, you know, somebody who's somebody who delivers kind of a range of emotions. And, and so I, it's indicative in that it's all over the map. Well, Karan, I want to
0: swivel to you because you've, you've picked an artist who I think is another example of like song to song. There's, you know, different vibes for each song.
3: Absolutely. Tierra Wack. Uh, she's a 24-year-old uh, North Philly native. Uh, last year she came out with Whack World, uh, one of the best albums I, w- I think of last year. Um, Fifteen songs, one-minute song, <laughs> one-minute per song for 15 minutes. So it's a 15-minute album. Wow.
0: And if you don't like one song, then just hold Skip on another on to The next be along one the way. it is
3: the one of the easiest listens ever. Every minute is is dense. Um, it's it's kind of kind of a surgery into her insides of her imagination. The song is that actually is not on the record. It's kind of short, but the the, the album is kind of short, so I wanted to pick a longer song just to kind of give her a little bit more depth. Uh, it's called Mumble Jumbo from 2017. Uh, great song. Um, no official lyrics. It's literally her mumbling. Here it is. It's Tierra Whack with Mumble Jumbo.
0: I did a little Googling last night trying right. to uncrack this, and I did find
3: lyrics. And I was like, okay, wait. I think I think that kind of fits. Yeah, well, they're not her necessarily her lyrics. Okay, so she had gotten her tooth pulled. Okay. And what she typically does is mumble kind of a flow to the beat anyway, and then she'll go back behind and make lyrics. Ah. She did not go back behind and make (laughs) lyrics. So now you just have a song that is just kind of a mumbled out sort of situation, which people have decided to kind of go back. I mean, it is... They're lyrics, but they're not. There's no specific purpose for.
0: Okay, them. so the ly- the the listener puts their own stamp on it.
3: Yes, very okay. much so.
0: Okay, uh, well we're gonna we're gonna do one more song before we take a quick break. Um, Rachel, that brings us to you. What have you chosen as your second song?
2: I've brought a song by Megan The Stallion, who is a Houston rapper, and as far as I'm concerned, summer 2019 was like the summer of Megan The Stallion. She really took over the internet, coining the term hot girl summer, which is, Megan would do a better job <laughs> explaining it, but it's an aspirational ideal of just being yourself and thriving. So um, she actually recently confirmed that she did get a trademark on the phrase hot girl summer. But yeah, she's just a, she came became popular for her like freestyling videos. And she, um, this song, Simon Says is off her first full mixtape, Fever. It features Juicy J. And something I also like about Megan a lot is she's still a full-time junior at Texas Southern University in Houston. So she's very inspirational. So this is Simon Says featuring Juicy J.
0: Uh, have you seen her before? Seen her perform before?
2: Yeah, I got to see her at um, Cheer of Charlie's during South by Southwest. And it was really amazing. Lizzo was standing right next to me, like dancing along to Megan. Yeah.
0: Is Lizzo also going to be? Yes, Lizzo is also at
2: ACL. So yeah, maybe a potential um, collaboration collaboration -er. right there. Because they seem like they're buds.
0: If you're just joining us here in the studio with me are Chronicle Music Writers Kevin Curtin, Karan Spearman, and Rachel Rasko. And they are alerting us to some of their favorite bands performing this weekend at ACL Fest. Uh, Rachel was talking about Megan V stallion and Kevin has informed me he has a follow-up question.
1: I was interested to know if because even though it's October but it's we're in the mid 90s and like the hottest time of year on record, has the hot Girl Summer officially continued till now or is it hot Girl fall <laughs>
2: I think there was some sort of hot girl autumn sketch with Megan Thee Stallion on like a late night show recently. So I'm going to say yes, absolutely. I think it can
0: can continue. Okay, Kevin, thank you for asking the important questions. You're welcome. Um, we've got one more round robin of, uh, y'all picking your, the songs of artists you are most looking forward to at ACL Fest this weekend. Uh, let's dive back in. Kevin, what's your next pick?
1: I'm about to blow everyone's minds with Oliver Tree. Um, I think you could listen to Oliver Tree's music and just see it as this like strange pop music that borrows elements from emotional 90s uh, singles, but it's really an art form meant to be enjoyed visually. And the the reference point to that is his music video for Hurt, which, you know, includes him on a paramedic stretcher, uh, him coming out of coffins, him jumping off of buildings, And him getting his head severed but still singing. And this is all taking place in Kiev, Ukraine. And so you watch that video, and it's just the most mind-blowing, artsy weirdness you could kind of ever see. And then there's a movie about it, a 35-minute documentary about, like— how they tricked the record label into paying a million dollars for them to go to Ukraine over 30 days and shoot this music video. 30 days to shoot a music video? Yeah, but the the movie is, it's a fake documentary. It's like Mm -hmm. Spinal Tap. And so it's just, it's so, you you watch the video and you can enjoy it by itself. He's wearing all these giant clothes and he's riding a, a scooter and he gets crucified on a giant like scooter. And then when you watch the documentary, it's kind of spun like none of this is what he wanted to happen. Like he gave his measurements, but it's like the European sizing thing ended up with, you know, the 10 foot tall jacket that he's wearing. And and it's just brilliant, brilliant uh, music comedy. And one of the strangest, uh, one of the strangest artists you will come across and certainly the strangest will be taking place, uh, taking the stage at ACL. It's Oliver Tree and you're gonna hear the song Hurt.
0: So, Kevin, I spent some time last night going down a rabbit hole uh, looking at his his old videos and he has, you know, he's got the bull haircut, he's got this outre attitude about him, and I guess I'm just wondering, is he for real?
1: Well, I think he is for real wearing a pair of vintage Jinko jeans with the giant legs, uh, but... No, that can't possibly... What I think the documentary is, is he's playing that character, but then the character is also playing different characters. But I don't think uh, the full of who he actually is is known very much in his art, mm-hmm. you know? It's a, a layer of, of characters and, and who tragic things happen to. Um, so, So... No, I don't think it's him. I think it's really involved and and creative and mm-hmm. and geeky in all the right ways.
0: All right, uh, we're gonna move on to Quran again. A really interesting pick. Tonally, uh, sounds different from from anything that we've heard so far.
3: Yeah, it is a a, a trio, a Manchester trio named uh, Gogo Penguin. Um, it's jazz. It's also kind of electronica. It's also kind of I don't know. It's hard to describe. They have as much as common with, you know, like pia- classical, piano, jazz, and like massive attack. So it's somewhere in between these these weird things. It's a little pretentious, <laughs> um, which, you know, you kind of would expect, like, especially listen to 1%, which is the song that's going to be played now. Um, it is a meditation on the wealthy, the 1%. It's kind of had this, it has this... Um, Kind of uh, CD scatter at the end on the back end of the song. Um, that some people either they really love it or they really hate it. I really love it. I'm also pretentious. So let's go. There's this this really slow build and this layering of sound. Can you talk about that? So when you first kind of hear the song, there's kind of a kind of a breakbeat quality to it. But then you know the piano kind of. It's sort of it's um, in a weird way, you would think the baseline is sort of the uh, the grounding feature, the drums and the baseline. But it's really not the piano kind of is. Um, And then it kind of carries over and it builds up into this sort of thing where um, it feels large. It grows into this very large thing and then it kind of falls off a cliff and into this sort of uh, math kind of math jazz thing. So that's like the the, the CDs uh, skittering and the whole thing, and it's very specific. I, I think people are calling it like kind of pro- progressive jazz, but I think it's a little bit too calculated for that. Hmm. And the build up and then these sort of like sectioned off situations are is definitely it's it's a little bit too calculated and very purposeful.
0: It should make for a really interesting live performance. I I'm think.
3: very interested in how. I mean, I've seen it on YouTube, but with my own eyes, I'm going to be interested in seeing how they kind of carry on the the, the CD skipping part yeah. of that that last minute of the song.
0: Okay, Rachel, take us take us to the exit.
2: All righty. Well, last up, I have a song by an LA artist named Wiseblood, aka songwriter Natalie Mearing. I've really admired her work for a long time. She has moved through so many different songwriting phases. She's done kind of like punk and noise music and then she was on the label Mexican Summer making some more like experimental ambient sounds. And then her fourth album that came out this year on Sub Pop is called Titanic Rising and it's really just like this like kind of like monolithic like really big songwriting like very kind of Laurel Canyon but kind of she described it as Bob Seger meets Enya whatever that (laughs) could possibly mean but um yeah she sent me like the best answers for a little Q&A we have in our in the paper today and this song is called Every Day Off Titanic Rising um it's really like a spiral to me like this the music video is like this campy teen horror movie that she directed and like more and more teens just like keep getting killed as the song like keeps going on and on. So it's a it's a good song to put on repeat and kind of like lose yourself to, I guess. So this is "Everyday" by Wise Blood.
0: Um, those really great eclectic playlists that you guys put together, and if you. Uh, Visit austinchronicle.com. You can find, we'll have that playlist posted so you can hear not just little tiny clips, but the whole song. These were all uh, national, for the most part, national performers. Um, But Karan, this week, you spoke with uh, an Austin-based performer, R&B songstress, songwriter, uh, Alicia Lani. You want to talk to us a little bit about that? She is also performing this weekend at ACL Fest.
3: She is. um, She... Wow, she's come a long way in just probably like five years or so. We're not talking about someone who has like a deep, you know, musical background or comes from a musical family or anything like that. Just working hard, very talented. She's very sweet. Um,
0: What's her sound like?
3: She is kind of um, maybe a little bit closer than maybe to, uh, I'm trying to, uh, a good Elf Varner, maybe which is uh, probably not also not a name that people know, no. but Elle Varner, she's kind of got it, very sweet. It's a very sweet sort of sound. It's very forceful, kind of a little bit graspy, very sugary. Huh. Um,
0: well, why, why don't I pause, stop you there. And we let's play a little bit of, oh, let's of do that. yeah, of a track off of her last and only album, I think resilient. <laughs> hey, that was Alicia Lonnie. Uh, singing What I'm Looking For. She is performing this weekend at Austin City Limits Festival. She is also an Austinite, so if you live here and you want nothing to do with ACL, uh, I'm sure there are other opportunities for you to catch her live in performance. So, winding down our talk of the festival. There are a lot of big headliners. Y'all just go around, tell me, overrated, underrated, uh, who you are absolutely so excited to finally see and who you will run screaming from in the other direction. Karan, let's start with you.
3: Oh, man, this is gonna be rough. <laughs> uh um, I mean, I'm... I'm uh, the, uh, guns and Roses, I mean, I am Yay I'm, or nay? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm not a, i am just i mean, as a, as a curiosity, I'm very curious, but come on, man. What are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing?
1: Okay, but, you know, it's just, yeah, overrated. When that intro for Sweet Child of Mine comes on, I'm going to look over to my right and see Koran in the crowd, pulling the lighter out of his pocket.
3: <laughs> I don't smoke, so I... <laughs> It's that's not gonna happen. I promise.
1: <laughs> it's got to be Mumford and Sons for me. If we're just slamming somebody, like yeah. the festival's over after Lizzo play, or it's like Lizzo and Cardi B in a row, right? And then it's nine o'clock, and then there's another hour where Mumford and Sons is happening. But
0: and you're hightailing it for the parking lot. I'm but... riding
1: my bike down the down the trail, getting getting home. Yeah, I mean, the you know the Guns N' Roses thing's interesting because like I don't want to be. I don't wanna be the guy championing like hair metal rock and roll from the eighties, but it is weird how like these heritage acts with big hits feel so right at ACL Fest. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many bands I'll be dubious of and then you just like look around and you see like, you know, the it's just this ubiquitous music and you're like, oh man, people like this. Plus slash rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
2: right, Rachel,
1: what do you think? Who's overrated?
2: Uh, well, I feel like they took the easy targets there, so I guess I would say the Rack on tours. I
0: this is uh, Jack White's band.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm not like the super biggest fan of having Jack White just keep popping up and for different reasons. And I wasn't um, their kind of like comeback album. Um, I had mixed feelings about, so that would be who I probably won't be stopping by.
0: Anybody really excited? Is anybody fulfilling a lifelong ambition to see dot dot dot? Wow, there are think, a lot of heads shaking. No, no, oh. I think I think what,
1: what it is for us is like we want to see we want to see emerging talent. Right. You know what I mean? The people we're excited about are the people we played earlier. The people who like are gonna be playing in the daylight, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other we could we could have doubled that list because there are really good bands playing. Idols is really great. Um but yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of the headliners, we've seen them all before. Except I am actually, I'm, I'm stoked for uh, Billie Eilish. I think that's going to be a generational divide where it's like people in their teens and twenties are all going to be over there, some in the thirties, and then everyone else going to be a Gary Clark Jr. and you're really going to see like, see how much that music speaks to young people and how old people don't get it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see Billie Eilish as well. She's. I wouldn't, it can't be a lifelong dream for us because she's only 17, but I've never (laughs) seen her and I think it's going to be amazing. All
0: right, guys. Well, you have given us a a lot to think about if you're going to ACL, and if not, well, you just have some great new song recommendations. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show, but before we wrap, a quick reminder that this is the last weekend to vote in the Austin Chronicles Best of Austin Readers poll. This is the finalist round, so your job's easy this time. All you have to do is pick one of the options in categories like Best Burger, Best Swimming Hole, Best Drag Performer. And for extra credit, you can leave a comment about what you love about the Best Burger, or Swimming Hole, or Drag Performer. We'll publish our favorite comments along with the Best of Austin winners in November. Thanks again to my guests. You guys made this a lot of fun. We had in Kevin Curtin, Rachel Rasko, and Karan Spearman.
1: Thanks for having us, Kevin. It was awesome.
0: Thanks. Uh, Thanks also go to our engineer, Evan Hearn, and to Kevin Curtin and Jonas Wilson for writing our theme music.